Are you ready for the word of God today, church? Oh, that sounds like a few of you. I said, are you ready for the word of God today, church? We love the word of God around here today. Is it okay if I teach you today? I want to teach a little bit today. Uh, I'm a teacher, preacher, and today I'm more of a of my teaching mode today. I want to help you. I got a lot of information I want to give to you today to help your life out. So get your pen and your paper ready, your, your phone ready. Take some good notes uh, if you're online right now, go ahead and click that share button. I really believe this message is going to help a lot of people. So in week one of this series, I talked to you about the five stages to sabotaging your success, even sabotaging your own life. If you missed week one or one of the messages in this series, go on our YouTube page and watch the messages. They will help your life out. And the first stage of sabotaging your own success in life is hubris. It's a foolish amount of pride or confidence. The second is life mismanagement and bad habits. The third, we talked about indulgence and compromise. The fourth, we talked about week one, was isolation and secrecy. And the fifth was self-deceived. And today, I want to focus in on number one, and that is hubris. This foolish amount of pride or confidence because pride is the source of so much of our busyness. And sabotaging our life, sabotaging our success always begins with pride. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 12 says, before, come on, all of our locations, everybody shout, before. That was weak. Come on, everybody shout, before. Such a key word. Before a downfall, the heart is haughty, prideful. But humility comes before honor. Before someone's life comes crashing down, there was pride in their heart. Proverbs 16, verse 18 says, pride goes before. Come on, everybody say before. before. Yeah, before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Before someone sabotages their life with destruction, there's always pride in their heart. You see, sin first originated in heaven when the devil became full of pride. He wanted to be like God. He, he wanted to be God. Isaiah talks about this in chapter 14 and verse 12. It says, how you have fallen from heaven, morning star, son of the dawn. You have been cast down to the earth. You who once laid low the nations. You said in your heart, I will ascend to the heavens. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit enthroned on the Mount of Assembly, on the utmost heights of the Mount of Zaphon. I will ascend above the top of the clouds. I will make myself like the Most High. Pride. Satan's heart became full of pride, and then came his downfall. Then came his destruction. He used to be a worship leader in heaven. He used to be in the presence of God every day, but the pride in his heart caused him to sabotage his own success. It, it, it was pride that brought sin into the earth. You see, the devil tempted Eve with the same prideful sin that he had. Let me take you back to Genesis 1 verse, chapter 3, verse 5. This is when Satan was talking to Eve. He said, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. 
And Eve disobeyed God's instruction in the garden of Eve because of her desire to be like God. Her, 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 her desire for, for, for this, this pride kind of kind of just crept into her heart and said, you know what, I think I want to be like God. And because of pride, she sabotaged her own success. And so many consequences followed that decision. And the rugged reality is that pride, narcissism, conceit, vanity, egotism, self-importance continues as mankind's most prevalent and foundational sin. And here's the problem. Pride is so dangerous. I've titled today's message, The Silent Killer, because pride is hard to detect. Pride is hard to see in your own Life. Pride is so deceptive and blinding. Jeremiah says it like this in Jeremiah 49 and verse 16. He says, the terror you inspire and the pride of your heart have deceived you. Pride will deceive you. It, it will blind you. You don't see clearly when you're full of pride. You just don't see. You think you're seeing clearly, but, but you don't see Clearly, and this is, this, this, I really understand this because I have to wear contacts or glasses to see good. I got contacts in right now so I can see. And whenever I go to the, the eye doctor, I, I don't mind going. There's one thing I don't like about the eye doctor, and it's, you sit down and, they, they, and, and you put your chin in the, in the, huh, that tonometer, the tonometer, and, and open your eye big. I want to know. Sometimes I'm like, is this it? They say, no, we're just measuring your eye. But come on, I want, you know how that puff. Other eye. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Open it up, Mr. Cooper. Open your eye, Mr. Cooper. You know, I don't, I don't like that. And, and, and then, you know, you stand and, you know, it, it behind the, the line, they say, Read as far as you can read. Read the lowest line. A. That's all I got, Bro Brother KC, no boy. <laughs> I memorized that when I got behind the line. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't see. And then, then you get in the machine, you get, you get, get it down, and they, the eye doctor comes in and comes to see you, and then, Mr. Cooper, can you see that? No, I can't see. Is that better? Is this better? That one, because the other one I can't see at all. This better, that better. 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 This better. Hey, read the lowest line. I got it now, brother. Z B D K F G. Wow, I can see. It's amazing the power of the lenses. To help you see clearly. And you and I need the power of the Holy Spirit so that we can see clearly. We need his power to, to remove pride so we, can, so we can get in life and we can see clearly in life. The power of the Holy Spirit has to remove pride out of our lives. And we all struggle with pride. If you don't recognize pride in your life, it's because you have pride in your life. It's, it's hidden because pride is blinding. It's deceptive. When you don't recognize it, you can't deal with it. And understand, 
Hidden pride is a root cause of busyness. I've read several books to prepare for this series, and and in this book called Crazy Busy, author Kevin D. Young writes, our understanding of busy must start with the one sin that begets so many of our other sins, pride. More of it is at work in our hearts than we know, and more of it is pulsing through our busyness than we realize. Pride is a villain with a thousand faces. And it's so true that pride has a thousand faces. And I'm not going to talk about the thousand faces of pride, but I do want to give you some major faces of pride from the book Crazy Busy. And and to illustrate, I've got some sunglasses because, you know, have you ever been in a room, and it's kind of dark, but there's some brother who thinks he's GQ. Like, my brother, you can't see. You are not as cool as you think you are up in here with them dark sunglasses in this dark room. And that's what it's like with pride. It's pride. And the first face of pride that you can't see clearly is the pride of people-pleasing. See, people-pleasing is trying to do too many things because we say yes to too many people. You, you, you say yes to all of these people because you fear disapproval and you want them to like you. And, and, and people-pleasing, understand this, you're always trying to meet everybody's expectations. You're always trying to do what everybody wants you to do because of this fear of people and you find yourself busy, you find yourself overwhelmed. I like what Lecrae said. Lecrae said, if you live for people's acceptance, you will die from their rejection. Here's how the Bible says it in Galatians chapter 1, verse 10. Obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. If pleasing people is your goal, you're not serving Christ. You're serving people. And you're wearing yourself out. The, the, the second face of pride, I got another pair of sunglasses that will cause you not to see clearly, is the pride of pats on the back. This is probably the most obvious kind of pride. It's living for the praise and the applause of people. It's kind of like people-pleasing, but less motivated by fear of what people will think about you and more motivated about getting the credit, getting the glory, getting the pat on the back. This kind of pride is always busy seeking after affirmation of people, seeking the validation of people, seeking the praise of people, and people wear themselves out seeking pats on the back. Proverbs says in Proverbs 25 and verse 27, it's not good to eat too much honey, and it's not good to seek honors for yourself. It's not good. It's not good to seek honor. It's not, it's not good to seek those pats on the back. The, the third face of pride that will blind you is the pride of prestige. Now, after two weeks of pre-K, Linda's little five-year-old grandson came home with a mighty big compliment 
and, and little Nick told his grandmother that he was the smartest kid in the entire class. And with a deep sense of pride, Linda, the grandmother, asked him if that was what his teacher had said to him. Nick replied, no, ma'am, I had to tell her. <laughs> Studies show that most people think they're performing at a high level. Studies consistently show that almost all students rate themselves above average. Almost all employees consider themselves in the top tier. Almost all pastors think they are strong preachers. Almost all leaders think they are better leaders than they really are. It's our prideful tendency to think so highly of ourselves. We, we tend to overestimate our importance. We, we tend to think more highly of ourselves and think we're so amazing and so important and we view it from our own eyes. And maybe you're struggling with that type of pride today. I mean, do you ever find yourself saying things like, if I want to get anything done right, I have to do it myself. If they would have just listened to me, they wouldn't be in this mess. Everybody else is wrong. My perspective is right. If I were them, I would have. If I was running this place, it would be so much better. If I was the boss, this would have turned out so much better. If I was preaching today, hold up. <laughs> this is my sermon. Hold up today. Proverbs 26, verse 12 says this. Do you see a person wise in their own eyes? This, this, this scripture is so convicting. Do you see a person wise in their own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for them. T.S. Eliot said, most of the trouble in the world is caused by people wanting to be important. I want to be important. I want to be indispensable. And people wear themselves out. The, the fifth face of pride is the pride of performance. This person's pride is driven by performance. Their, their pride for performance drives them to, to becoming a workaholic. They, they live to perform. They, they, will, they will work and sacrifice their own family, sacrifice their marriage, sacrifice their children. They'll even sacrifice their faith in God for, for their performance. I, I have to work all of these hours so I'll be important. I have to get this job done so I, I will feel validated and important. And they're just, they're just driven by the pride of performance and, and then there's the there, there's the pride of possessions it, it'll blind you it, it'll, it'll blind you it's it's this person's pride that the scripture talks about in proverbs 16 and verse 19 it says better to live humbly with the poor than to share plunder with the proud because when the pride of possessions begins to drive people that their, their life becomes consumed with money it becomes consumed with possessions they they are just busy chasing after more 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 chasing after more money I got I got to just work I got to get more money I got to get more stuff I got to get more possessions and and they 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 chase after all these things and neglect what really matters most in life they're consumed with more and let me say this to you it's not a bad desire to 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 want a better car or a, a new couch or a new home or nice clothes. The, the, the problem comes when people take pride in their stuff and it drives them to an unhealthy life. 
And it's hard to see that in yourself. Here's a, a, a sixth face of pride. It's the pride of proving myself. And let me say this. God isn't against ambition. The, the right kind of ambition for God's glory can inspire us to do great things for the kingdom of God. But, but ambition birthed out of pride drives us to prove ourselves. You, you just never rest when you're just always trying to prove yourself. Some of you are so busy because you're still trying to prove yourself to a parent and you're 40 years old. So some of you are trying to prove yourself to an old boss and you haven't worked there for 10 years. Some of you are still trying to prove yourself to high school classmates and you graduated when MC Hammer was at the top of the music charts. <laughs> too legit, too legit to quit. Hey, hey, you ought to stop it. Huh? Some of you are trying to prove yourself to an old spouse and you've been divorced 20 years. You're wearing yourself out. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 23 says, work willingly at whatever you do as though you're working for, come on, every location working for who? Yeah, as though you're working for the Lord rather than for people. You don't need to prove yourself to anybody. You're working for the Lord, not for people. You're working for the Lord. The, the seventh face of pride is the pride of pity. And some people's pride, it manifests with, with pity. They like people to feel sorry for them. They, they always have the poor old me's. It reminds me of Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 22. It says, then Elijah said to them, he said to the people, notice what he says, I am the only one of the Lord's prophets left. But Baal has 450 prophets. He didn't even just complain to the people. He also said the same thing to God. 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 10, he replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord Almighty, for the God, for, for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left. And now they're trying to kill me too. And Elijah, he just had this poor old me. It's just pride. Everybody feels sorry for me because I'm the only one who's really serving the Lord. Come on, do you struggle with this? I'm the only one. I'm the only one working hard. My marriage is the only one. My life is the only one. My schedule is the only one. My kids are the only one. My situation is the only one. Nobody has it as bad as me. My problem, I'm telling you, I'm the only one going through this. I, nobody else has the schedule I have. Nobody else has the financial situation I have. I'm the only one. And you often see people like this, they post passive aggressive hashtags on their social media. They're easy to point out on social media because they post stuff like this. Hashtag work all day still broke. <laughs> Hashtag work, 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 work. Hashtag no one gets it. I'm the only one. And, and, then, and then there's the, the, the pride of poor planning, the pride of poor planning and prideful people can struggle with planning out their schedule because they think I can be successful without a plan. I, I can just fly by the seat of my pants. But notice what the Bible says in Psalm chapter 20, verse four. May he grant your heart's desires and make all your 
plans succeed. If you're trying to break free from busyness and, and you desire to be more successful, you need a plan. When you don't have a plan, you don't control your days. Your days control you. You find yourself always reacting instead of leading your own life. Saying that's how some people live life. They're just always reacting, always reacting because they don't have a plan. And tomorrow, you don't have a plan. And you're going to wake up tomorrow and you're going to react to your Monday because you don't have a plan for your Monday. And, and you're going to get yourself overwhelmed because you're going to get your schedule too busy, your week too busy because you don't have a plan. And a lack of planning is wearing some of you out. Just look at your neighbor and say, Woo, I hope you don't have no more of them peas, boy. He's there, brother. That brother's, Woo, wee. It's, it's been enough for one service. Let me, give you, let me give you a few more, a few more, a few more. <laughs> I want to help you today. I'm your friend. Let me give you another one that's the hidden pride. Another face of pride is the pride of power. The pride of power. The pride of power will drive you to control everything. You want to try to control everybody around you. You're trying to control your kids, and they're 35. You're trying to control your spouse, trying to control your girlfriend, trying to control your boyfriend, trying to control your boss, trying to control the employees, trying to control the dog, trying to control the cat, trying to control the economy, trying to control the gas prices, trying to control, control the stock market. Stop it. You're not God, and you're wearing yourself out because of the pride of power. And then there's the pride of perfectionism. Perfectionism says, I can't let up because I can't make a mistake. Perfectionism. I can't let up because things are never good enough. The house is never clean enough. The kids are never good enough. The grass never looks good enough. The garage is never tidy enough. The work project is never good enough. The homework assignment is never good enough. You're always so busy because of the pride of perfectionism. And then, there, and then there's this last one, number 11. It's the pride of posting. Some of you are wearing yourself out on social media. I was flying just a little while ago going to speak at an engagement and on the plane and we were getting on the plane and, and there was a lady there and she was a seat in front of me in the aisle and I sat on the aisle on this side. She was on the aisle over here and, and, and man, she just had me cracking up. She's taking, she's getting, getting her, She finally got her picture right. And then I was watching her. It's just, she's working, she was just working that filter, just filter, getting that filter right, getting that filter. She was just working that filter, just mm, just like mm, just working that filter. I'm like, mm, that filter. And I was, I was cracking up. I almost took a picture of her and posted her on my social media. But I thought she might go to people's church. I better, I better, I better not do it. There can be pride behind posting. Just ask yourself, why am I posting? Ask yourself, why am I always on social media? Have you ever seen somebody that they always want to one-up somebody? You know, somebody else in their timeline posts about their job. Mm, and they, so they have to post about theirs. You know anybody like that? Huh? Somebody else posts something successful about their kids. Mm, they, let me look at, look at my little one. The pride of posting can wear you 
out. Here, here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to do. Pride can be so blinding, leads us down a path of busyness and destruction. It's a root cause of busyness. And what I want to do is give you three principles to penetrate the power of pride. Three principles to penetrate the power of pride. We all deal with it. Let's get some principles here to just to, we can get victory over pride in our lives. Number one is this, humble yourself before God. We're going to talk about that. Humbling yourself before the Lord begins with fearing the Lord. Proverbs chapter number 8 and verse 13 says, All who fear the Lord will hate evil. Therefore, I hate pride and arrogance, corruption and perverse speech. When we fear the Lord, we hate evil. We hate the pride in our own life. So catch this, church. The more you fear the Lord, the more you will hate the pride in your own life. The fear of the Lord will help you begin to recognize all of the faces of pride. It'll, it'll start helping you to recognize the pride because, listen, God will show you which of the 11 faces of pride you're dealing with. Because God doesn't want pride to lead to destruction. He doesn't want your life blinded, busy, and broken. So you got to recognize the faces of pride in your own life and begin to hate the pride in your life. And church, if you know the consequences of pride, it can help you recognize the 11 faces of pride in your life. The consequences of pride. Pastor, what are some of the consequences of pride? I don't have time to teach just an exhaustive list, but let me share some with you that will help you recognize pride in your life. Proverbs, uh, Proverbs 16, verse 5. The Lord detests all the proud of heart. Wow, that's strong right there. The Lord detests the, the proud of heart. Be sure of this, they will not go unpunished. There are always consequences to a heart that's full of pride. What are some of the consequences? Well, Proverbs 11, verse 2 says, when pride comes, then comes shame. Some translations say disgrace. You will experience shame in your life. You will experience disgrace in your life when you're full of pride. Another consequence, Proverbs 29, verse 23, pride ends in humiliation. Pride will bring humiliation in your life. Prideful people, they want to be brought high, but instead they're brought low. Humiliation. Proverbs 13, verse 10, where there is strife, there is pride, but wisdom is found in those who take advice. Pride brings strife and tension to our relationships. People that are full of pride, they always have strife in their marriage and strife in their dating and strife with their coworkers and strife with their boss and strife with their parents. and start just, they, uh, Their relationships are characterized with just strife and tension. It's a consequence. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 12 says, before destruction, the heart of a man is haughty. So pride will bring destruction to our lives. Notice another consequence, James chapter 4, verse 6, but he gives us more grace. That is why scripture says God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. God opposes the proud. God opposes or resists the proud. And church, please hear your pastor. Some of you are literally experiencing God's resistance instead of his assistance. Because pride brings God's resistance. He opposes the proud. First Peter says the same thing in, in chapter 5, verse 5. God opposes the proud. 
when your heart is full of pride, you're fighting against God. You're living with God's resistance instead of his assistance. And I want to get you from resistance to assistance. I want you to begin to experience the benefits of humility. Let me quickly, let's realize the benefits of humility. Number two, realize the benefits of humility. First of all, humble yourself before God. You got to recognize the consequences of humility, but then you need to realize the benefits of humbling yourself before the Lord. When we humble ourselves before God, we receive blessing after blessing. Let me show you. James chapter 4, verse 6. But he gives us more grace. Anybody need more grace? Come on, I want more of God's grace, more of his favor. Just more grace, more grace. But he gives us more grace. That is why scripture says God opposes the proud. But notice this. Shows favor to the humble. When you humble yourself, you will start receiving God's assistance instead of his resistance. God's favor, God's touch God's hand on your life on your situation Proverbs chapter 15 verse 33 gives us another benefit of humility the fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom and before honor is humility humility brings honor humility brings God's favor upon your life and situation God will give you favor God will give you honor with him and he'll give you favor and honor with people if you humble yourself. You don't have to fight for favor. You get favor with God and with people by humbling yourself before the Lord. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 2 says, when pride comes in comes shame. But notice this, but with the humble is wisdom. So when you humble yourself, God will give you wisdom. Wisdom on how to get out of busyness. Wisdom on how to lead your life better. Wisdom on how to overcome pride. Wisdom on how to get healthy. But wisdom starts with fearing the Lord. There are benefits to humility. First Peter chapter 5 verse 6 says, so humble yourselves under, under the mighty power of God and at the right time he will lift you up in honor. God lifts up people who humble themselves. Prideful people are always trying to lift themselves up. And I'm telling you, it's dangerous to lift yourself up because if you lift yourself up to a place, you have to now keep yourself there. You want God to lift you up. Let God lift you out of business. God lift you up out of unhealth. God lift you out of shame. God lift you out of the mess. Luke chapter 14, verse 11, for those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. And so many people are trying to exalt themselves, trying to elevate themselves. But the key to being elevated is not to fight to be elevated, not to strive to be elevated. The key to elevation is to humble yourself before the Lord, and then God will exalt you. And I just want you to know God doesn't need your help. God knows how to exalt people. He does a good job at it. It's a benefit of humbling yourself before the Lord. Isaiah 66 verse 2, the middle of that verse says this. I will bless those who have, who have a humble and contrite hearts, who tremble at my word. God blesses those who humble themselves. And church, one of the key signs you are humbling yourself before God is, number three, you humble yourself before people. Ooh, Pastor, you lost me there. It's quiet in this church today. Ooh. I don't know about that one, Pastor. I like that. Let me, let me teach you God's word. First Peter chapter 5, verse 5. In the same way, 
You who are younger, submit yourself to your elders all. You ought to circle that word in your Bible. All of you, clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. Because, notice, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. So if you don't humble yourself before people, you aren't really humbling yourself before God. You will experience God's resistance instead of his assistance. Let me give you some ways to identify if you're humbling yourself before, before people. Here, here's some key indicators. Just jot these down real quick. They won't pop up on the screen. If you can't write them down quick enough, go back and watch the message again. So here's some key ways to identify if you're humbling yourself before people. Number one, ask the people around you how you're doing with pride. Just ask, how, how am I doing? A am I prideful? Are you seeing pride in my life? Here's a second one. Give people permission to point out pride in your life. Most prideful people will not allow people to speak to their pride. They're defensive. They have false humility. They're professional excuse makers. Here's a third one. Be accountable to people. I'm talking about really accountable. Like invite people to hold you accountable. Not defensiveness. Not, not giving a bunch of excuses. But allow them to hold you accountable. Here's the fourth one. Help other people win. You see, prideful people always are trying to make themselves win. But hu hu humble humility is I want to help you win. I want to add value to your life. Here's the fifth one. Praise others. Instead of trying to get pat on the, pats on the back, give away compliments. Give, give people the credit for the project. Praise others. Here's the sixth one. Forgive others. Humble people forgive other people. Here, here's the seventh one. Admit you're wrong. Some people can go their entire life without ever saying, I was, I'm wrong. Just, just admit you're wrong. Here, here's an eighth one. Say you're sorry often. Just say, I'm sorry. I shouldn't I'm sorry. Here's a ninth one. Follow leadership. Do what leadership asks of you. Maybe it's your boss or your teacher or, or, or a parent or, or a leader, but, but follow leadership. Here, here's a tenth one. Serve others. Serve others. Here, here's how, church, this is so key. I, I want to help you walk in humility. Humble people put on an apron, and they're all about serving others. So I'm, I'm here to serve you. I want to I serve you. And church, 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 please, I want, I want you to walk in humility so that God will favor you and lift you up. Church, church, no matter the position you get in life, keep your apron on. No matter how much money that you make in life, Keep your apron on. No matter the connections you have in life, keep your apron on. You're, we're called to be servants. Yeah, I'm a dad, but I'm a servant dad. I'm a husband, but I'm a servant husband. I'm a pastor, but I'm a servant pastor. I'm a leader, but I'm a servant leader. You're a businesswoman, businessman, but you're a business leader. Come on, you're an employee, but you're, 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 you're a, a, a servant employee. Come on, we're, we're servants. Jesus said the greatest in the kingdom of God is servants. But in our culture today, we got too many people carrying a menu instead of an apron. And I got a menu in my hand, and, you know, people that got menus, they like to go around telling everybody else what to do. Let me place my order. What took you so long to get here? Help me out. She said, no, no, if you try to live by the menu, 
you won't experience my elevating power. It's, it's putting on your apron and serving others. That, that's why serving on the dream team, being a small group leader, is so important. Here's why. Because you're systematizing your humility. Like, I just weekly serve in the kids. I serve as a greeter. And I serve, why? Because I'm serving people. I'm humbling myself. I'm just going to keep my apron on. It's a way that I humble myself so that God can lift me up. There's, there's 11 faces of pride, and we've got to deal with our pride by humbling ourselves before God, by recognizing the benefits of humility, and by serving others. We're an apron church, not a menu church.